0: Hallelujah. So good to be in the presence of God with y'all. I've just been in Georgia and um, so my accents all get a bit mixed up but um, it's so good to be home. I, I genuinely sense in my spirit uh, the spirit of revival i really do in this place i don't know if anybody else understands what i'm trying to express with that but there is you know everywhere you go the spirit of god is moving but i feel that there is something unique in terms of the hunger that that i sense when i walk into this place is there, there is a supernatural of hunger that happens in my heart when when we come together, uh, I believe that it is a sovereign move that God is doing here in Australia, and so it's so good. Thank you, Jesus. Um, Tom and I, and the kids got home yesterday morning, and uh, it's been a it's been a busy time. I buried my grandmother this morning ninety seven years old, and had the opportunity to share the gospel with all my family. Praise God. And uh, so it was actually it was actually a glorious time. She was a believer, so we always have the great joy. She she'd spent about the last three months just singing the whole time. I love thee, Lord. I want to be with thee. And uh, and so she is now. So it was a that was a, a great joy. I got to watch the live stream, and I also found out there's a lot of people who watch live stream. Um, not necessarily at the same time. So why don't you turn around and say hello to the live stream people. Hello, hello. <laughs> um, in the US, there's a lot of people who are watching uh, what's going on. They were particularly excited too, even about the throne room art. Uh, we had some of the prophetic artists over there saying, oh, that's so awesome. We want that to happen here. And uh, people watching and worshiping along with us and uh, and enjoying what God is doing here. So I just want to say thank you to the, to the guys that continually help us with that. And thank you, too, for your support in being able to to be able to do that. I had the opportunity to be on television over there and talking about what the Lord was doing. And they got so excited, actually, that they've said that next time that I go over, they want to host a conference in the studio and televise it. So that'll be wonderful. Hooray. Um, it was actually sparked by a testimony that uh, we had. I was in. I quite had quite a busy schedule, preaching in different places, and um, it was wonderful. I was in Augusta and South Carolina and Statesboro with Tony Thompson uh, and Ron and Judith Furnio, part of our network in Augusta, Tony Thompson in Statesboro, uh, Sheila and uh, Bill and Tom and Donna in uh, Atlanta and had the opportunity too to uh, make the announcement that we are in Atlanta where they have been having glory gatherings on Friday nights. They're going to become Glory City Church Atlanta and they've got a beautiful venue and Tony Thompson and his family are moving up to Atlanta. So if you could uh, hold them in prayer, there's a great excitement. We really feel it's the timing of, of God. He's going to be moving up in June uh, to begin uh, Glory City Church there, so it was great to be able to be involved with that and what god 's doing. But when I was in Augusta, I was doing a um, just a full gospel businessman 's meeting, and a gentleman came and he brought three friends with him he 'd rounded them up from the trailer park nearby, and uh, they came along and he, they got saved. We saw so many people saved, but he he stopped me afterwards and, and told me his testimony. Uh, five years earlier, he had, I'd, I'd come to the area and they'd I'd done that a little TV slot where uh, just talking about miracles and he'd heard it and had begged people to take him to the meeting where we, we were going to be and um, his wife just said, oh, pray for yourself. Uh, but he, he really wanted to come. He had been diagnosed with terminal cancer. He had... Uh, it had started in his colon, it had spread to his liver, had metastasized to his lungs, and uh, came to testify that five, five years prior, um, this, he had come to the meeting uh, in hope that the Holy Spirit would touch him and that he would be healed. And uh, the doctors had only given him uh, six months at the most to live. They told him to go home and get his benefits sorted out, that he was going to die, But praise God, uh, he was there to say, look at me, I've put on 50 pounds the night that God touched me. That was it and didn't need any further treatment. The doctor has actually become a a Christian and uh, isn't God wonderful? Yeah, so that was just, that was awesome. We've got a little video. Where's my husband? Good looking man up the back somewhere. There it is. Look at that. This is Bobby Rogers. So just in his own words, I want to share with you just the little testimony of um, what God has done. Well, actually in Thompson, Thompson, Thompson Georgia, <laughs> I have got some really great news. Uh, uh, Bobby uh why don't you just tell them a little bit about what happened. Five years ago, Bobby had an amazing healing. God just has done such a wonderful miracle. And we wanted to testify and talk about what God's done.
1: And that's one thing I did promise the Lord. I don't promise Him much because if you promise the Lord something, you better do it. <laughs> and I promise Him if He healed me, I would testify and help people. Oh,
0: praise
1: And God. I don't have a choice. I have to do that. Because He did what, he, what I asked Him. He healed me. And, uh... What what was the situation? What did you have? I had terminal cancer that spread it and had uh, what they called an exercise. I can't say that word good. But anyway, once it spread, it started in the colon. And uh, I found out late on reading they didn't find it in my colon that was between my large and small intestine. And they didn't find it until it got spreaded in my lungs and liver. And... Uh, and when were you diagnosed with that? What year? It was two thousand eight, and uh, it was uh uh I, I the doctor finally I had open heart surgery, and they was X raying my heart, seeing how I doing, I you know how I was doing, and then he found cancer in my lungs, found a spot in my lungs, and said, it to a lung doctor, and the doctor found thought it was cancer. And he had to analyze and find it was cancer. And uh, he called a colon doctor, and the colon doctor said, I uh, went over him with a five tube of comb, so I don't believe it would be colon cancer. They can find uh, out the original cancer, and it came from the colon. And, uh, and
0: spread to your liver as well. And
1: then after that, after, the doctor was kind of, he wasn't too friendly, so I didn't really go back to him, I guess. <laughs> And uh, for a while, so then I went back. They called me, and I went back, and he said, I think it'll spread to your liver. So then they sent me to a liver doctor, and it had spread to my liver. So that's when they sent me to the uh, cancer doctor. And uh, my wife and I went to the cancer doctor, and and, uh, she told me, She said, You do have cancer, it's gonna spread it, and it's done got in bad shape, and you've got. I don't beat around the bush. I gonna tell people. You hey, go on and get your business fixed. While you're up, Some of you won't get done because we like e yeah, about six months oh, wow. to live. Wow! Um, How that must have just
0: been such an awful, awful shock. Well, you had faith in God,
1: didn't you? I didn't have much as I thought. You didn't
0: big shock. And, and,
1: and, until yeah, I've been in church all my life, but when I I guess God sometimes do things, let things happen to you. To really get your attention.
0: Wow.
1: And so this got my attention. And I started just, I really want to live. And I started watching TV and not my gospel programs mostly. And uh, I found out that this Kathy was from Australia and she was on TV and she was saying that, said she was a little girl, she know, the Lord was going to use her special. She didn't know what she was going to do, but she knew. She wasn't. She wasn't the same as other little girls, and you know I remember that. <laughs> and uh, so I had told my wife. I said, because I, I still wasn't getting much sleep after all this time. And so I told my wife to take me to this church that what I saw this later was gonna be. And she said, pray for yourself. You don't need nobody else to pray for you. So I called my friend up. But I had been helping out different times. He's a preacher. And he got four sons; and they're all preachers. And so he said, "Yes, I'll come take you." So he took me down to what's my church? Grace United
0: Methodist. Grace United Methodist yes, Church, and Augusta,
1: Augusta, Georgia. And he took me there. And I can tell anybody: go in and believe. You got to have a. You got to believe and expect miracles. Because so, I had been to other people that prayed for me, including my pastor and other churches, white and black. And uh, when I went, and she called for prayer, and I first got up. And all I know, she started warning me and raised her hand up, and I hit the floor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I hit the floor, and I ain't been the same since.
0: Oh, yeah.
1: And the uh, lady could still say, she said, just stay on down. And I just...
0: You know, I remember that, and I could see—I really saw—that
1: you had, you had faith in your heart. Too. You said that. You said this man got faith. <laughs> I tell you uh, what was wrong with me—I was, I was sick or nothing. I just got up and walked, and I laid on the floor, and I kept looking around. I saw everybody on the floor.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and the guy
1: that took me down—he was—he was also had a suit on. You may yeah. remember this, and you said, "The man with the suit on—I want to pray for him." You remember that? I
0: think I do.
1: And uh so he, he got up and came up and you prayed for him and he went up on the floor and so and, <laughs> I mean, he was telling all his folks, he said, I didn't go to get prayed for <laughs> Well I took Bob in, but that lady special, she prayed for me and I, I don't know if I ever been on the floor like that. And she he she he said the spirit was in that place.
0: That's true. That's special. So true. I
1: just thank the Lord. Was sending you this way. And then what
0: happened? Like, uh, did you go back to
1: the doctor? What What happened? All I know, well, I came home that same night and slept like a baby and just <laughs>
0: Thank
1: you, just just felt good. That's and, five uh, years ago. And I went to the doctor back and I told her that I wasn't going to die. I'm going to live. She said, "People that," she said, "What you say?" I said, "I'm. I prayed. I've been healed, and I'm like I'm going to live." And she said. Yeah. People that praise, I noticed that they do live longer. And uh, I had some crosses another preacher gave me that they prayed over there. They were taking them overseas to uh, some countries and handing them out to the poor countries. And so I gave her one of the crosses, and she said, I'm going to put them on my the and boat.
0: Uh-huh.
1: And right now, she, she is a believer.
0: Oh, praise God. <laughs> that is awesome. She is a believer. And you put on 50 pounds? 50 pounds. And how are you doing now? I am doing super great. That was five years ago. Five years
1: ago. Oh,
0: Jesus, we Uh, give you worship. God, I just want to say thank you. you. Father, we're so (laughs) thankful for your great love and your amazing kindness. Father, you are wonderful. God, you're the same yesterday, today, and forever. And Lord, I thank you just as you've done it for Bobby God, you are doing it so many other people. Lord, I thank you for his testimony. I thank you for his life. I thank you for his family. Lord, we give you worship for you are great. And you're the author thank of life. You. And Lord, I thank you. You came to destroy the works of the evil one. Thank and you. sickness, Lord, is a work of the evil one. You came to bring life and life more abundant. We're just so thankful. Thank you. Thank you. Father, we give you glory. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Oh, I'm so happy to hear this. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Hallelujah. Hi, this is Bobby. That's me. Stop talking. <laughs> <laughs> Hallelujah. Isn't God good? He is so good. And I got to see um, another lady there, April, who um, it's just beautiful when people experience a really major miracle, they become the most extraordinary soul winners, I've found. And there's another lady there, April in South Carolina, who'd been healed um, a couple of years ago when she received the baptism of the Holy Spirit. She just came forward for prayer, and she'd had um, she'd been in the uh, army and had been in a convoy accident in Iraq, and um, had all the bones in her feet, both feet broken. And they'd medevaced her out in a soft cast, but it had never set properly. She'd had many operations. But she would wear these huge, big uh, metal braces on her legs. And the night that God touched her, she didn't even ask for healing. She was I didn't know anything about it, except that she was receiving the baptism of the Holy Spirit, uh, which God did. He came and he touched her, and she was walking around the building crying. And I was praying for other people, and I thought, oh, well, that's nice. God's just touching her. Uh, But she came to the meetings a couple of days later, holding these big braces and saying that night God had sovereignly, completely healed her feet. And she was there again this, uh, this time wearing her normal shoes and just giving God glory and saying, wow, look what the Lord has done. So and we saw so many people saved, so many people saved and healed backs, necks, elbows, knees, just just glorious. So I want to say thank you for your prayers. God is doing great things, and the lovely thing is too that the people are also going out. Bobby himself now um, has prayed for another cancer victim who has also been healed. Hallelujah, which just makes my heart happy. Hallelujah. So I'm, I'm actually excited about the prophetic words that I heard tonight because I really sense that the Spirit of God is doing something really glorious in terms of the knowledge of Him and the revelation of Him and renewing our hearts and our minds. Uh, I'm seeing it happen in my own life and I, I'm recognizing that what the Holy Spirit is doing is so wonderful. Just want to give Him glory. I was... Um, Busy most every day, uh, but we had, um, I had a day uh, off, which was nice. And we were staying with our friends out at their ranch for a couple of days. And um, where there's lots of, uh, lots of woods, you can go for a walk. And I'd been in hotel rooms for a week or two and it's very nice. I love to be outside, love to go walking with God and just get alone with God and be outside. So I went for a walk and was talking with the Lord had 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 to do some interviews um, i've got a book coming out in August, and so I was having to talk with charisma about different things and they were wanting to hear all the things that i'm doing and After I got off the phone, I felt really awkward i felt oh god i don't uh, i don't feel comfortable sort of they, they wanted to know you know what's your platform and I got off the phone and was just talking to the lord and saying lord i feel I feel like i've been boastful in in having to say all this and and I was just, you know, just talking with God because he's our friend. Hallelujah. And you know, whatever's going on in your heart, you can talk to the Lord. He loves to hear it. And if there's something weighing on your heart, you can share with him. You know, he has forgiven our sins before we've even committed them. But, you know, because we have relationship with him, I want to always make sure that, you know, that, there's, that everything is clear because I love him and I want him to know that, God, I don't want to ever grieve you. And I was talking to him like this and and then I, I went and sat down and was just uh, looking out over, over the water and just talking to the Lord and the Lord spoke and he said, you're kind. I thought, what does that have to do with anything that I've just been talking to you about? It really took me by surprise, Uh, yet I heard it so clearly. He spoke, he says, you're kind. And it, it just, it threw me off guard, and it helped me again see, God, you are the kindest person I've ever met. You are more kind than anyone I've ever known, and you are more glorious. And the heart of God is continually to speak to us and call out in our hearts the character of who he is. You see, God has got great works for each of us to do. He says he's called each one of us to do greater works than Jesus did. Hallelujah. Greater works shall they... But he is so longing that we would wake up and recognize that we have not only power to heal the sick, but we have power to manifest the very character and nature of God. And that that God is wanting to wake us up into the reality. This is the truth about us now. Hallelujah. While I'm while I'm saying, "Oh God, I'm boastful," and I'm you know I'm sorry about this, and I'm sorry about that. And He He loves to hear our hearts. He loves you where you're at. It's a good thing to talk with the Lord about this. And but but His heart, His response is he wants to convict you of the righteousness of God in our lives. Hallelujah. The Holy Spirit has been given to convict the world of sin because they do not believe in him and to convict us of righteousness because this is who we are. Hallelujah. I want to just share with you, because this is what I feel the Lord saying. So um, I want to encourage you today, if you want to turn with me to the book of James, Good stuff there. Hallelujah. It says here in, um, well, I'll start in, in verse 21. It says here, Therefore lay aside all filthiness and overflow of wickedness, and receive with meekness the implanted word which is able to save your souls. Jesus Christ is the word of God made manifest. says in verse 22 here, But be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he's like a man observing his natural face in a mirror. For he observes himself, goes away, and immediately forgets what kind of man he was. You know, the heart of God is that we would be manifesting Christ through our lives, through our actions, that when people meet us, they would be impacted with the very nature of who God is. And he says that that we're to be doers of the word. But if we're not doing the word, which is doing all that Christ is and being who he is. You know, he is, he is so kind. He is so beautiful. He He calls out the best in people all the time. He's continually speaking to us with love and patience and grace that is beyond human comprehension. And now, his heart for us is that our thoughts and our speech would be as He is, hallelujah, so that instead of looking at people negatively or critically or judgmentally, we would speak as God speaks with the purity and the power and the grace and the kindness of God that we've been empowered to be as He is, the very nature and character of God, that is who we are. And he says, if you are not being a doer of the word, it's because you're like somebody that's looking. In a mirror and forgotten who you are. You see, this is what this awakening is. God's wanting you to wake up and remember what you look like. He's saying, you know, it says, We all with unveiled faces behold as in a mirror the glory of God. When we see Him, we will be like Him. This awakening. That I'm trying to express in my heart this ache to know him more is the grace of God calling us to lift up our eyes and, and receive evermore the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. Because it's as we gain a, a hunger to know him, as we, as we yield to him in the desire of our spirit to know what he is like, to know who he is, not just with the scholarly knowledge, but with a, a supernatural revelation. As we know him, we then grasp, grasp the, the glorious revelation of the hope of our calling. It's in the knowledge of him that we then get the, the revelation of the hope of our calling, which is to be as he is, to be like him. The riches of his, his glorious inheritance in us, the saints, hallelujah, which is the pleasure that he has over us, the joy that we have of being co-heirs with Christ. It's the joy of having a holy confidence that knows I am loved and that I can freely receive, that I've been set free from old behaviors. I have the glorious freedom of being glorious. Hallelujah. Because of who he is. But he says, if you're not, James is saying here, if you're not a doer of the word, you've deceived yourself. It's because you've forgotten that you were actually created for good works. He's laid up good works in advance for you to do. And if you're not doing these things, it's because you are living in a deception that's, that the enemy's come and he's tried to say, look, you've got this issue. You're like this. You need to be worried about this. You need to be thinking about this. But the Bible says those who look to him are radiant their faces are never covered with shame they don't walk around feeling like oh god you must be frustrated with me you, oh lord i'm just i'm still dealing with this i'm not very good here i'm i'm like this or i'm like that the lord's saying if you be, if you're feeling like that if you're not being fruitful it's because you've forgotten what you actually look like. Come into my presence. Let me speak to you. Let me convict you of my righteousness. Hallelujah. Let me show you. We've looked here before, but I really just am feeling the spirit of God speak about this tonight. Could you go to Second Peter, please? Chapter 1. I'll read from the beginning because it's just yummy. Simon Peter, a bond servant and apostle of Jesus Christ, to those who have obtained the like precious faith with us by the righteousness of our God and Savior, Jesus Christ. Grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God. We should greet each other with that. Grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God, which means you don't just get it and then you move on. It's continually, God is wanting to continually multiply the grace and peace in the knowledge of him. He wants you to continually expand, just like Nick had that word about it, new and expanded. Ooh, I love that. God is continually wanting to reveal to us more grace and peace in the knowledge of him being multiplied to us. He wants to multiply this revelation knowledge of who he is and of Jesus our Lord, as his divine power has given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him. We've been given this through the knowledge of who he is. This delightful privilege of knowing who he is gives us power to manifest him through our lives. You know, my heart in knowing God is I want to know him I want to know him personally. I want to know God of the gospels. I want to know Jesus who walked on the earth. I want to know Jesus in the book of Revelation. I want to know this one that's still got holes in his hands and holes in his feet. I want to know this one that looks at me with love that is so unfair and so overwhelming. I want to know him. My heart burns to know the one whose eyes blaze like fire. Hallelujah. I want to know this one. Hallelujah. Who who is his unspeakable. And yet he has delighted to put in our hearts the desire to seek his face because he wants to reveal and manifest himself. God is so gloriously releasing revelation in the knowledge of him that those who look to him are are being sovereignly sucked in, drawn, hallelujah, uh, to the place where they say, God, you're all I want. You're all I've ever needed. You're all I want. You know, that hunger in our hearts. And the Holy Spirit, this is what He's doing here. Hallelujah. God is putting in your heart a hunger and a desire to know Him, in the knowledge of Him, so that we'd wake up and recognize that we've been given everything pertaining to life, and godliness. Godliness, how do you portray godliness if you've never had the example in front of you? Well, God says, I want to be your example. I want to speak to you like you're gonna speak to others. I want to so make myself real to you so that it is in knowing me you manifest the truth of who I am. Hallelujah. He says, You are the light of the world because I am, hallelujah, and it's no longer you who live, but Christ who lives in you. Hallelujah. This heart of God and the spirit of God. He is stirring this awakening. He's stirring it up so that your heart would respond and say, yes, I want to know you. But this, this is the war, you see. The deceiver is coming to steal, kill and destroy because he wants to rob you of this truth. And it, if, we, if we are not continually seeking Him, setting our face to seek after Him, to set our minds deliberately on things above, then the enemy is out there to grab your attention and turn your face towards circumstances, toward, toward your failings and your shortcomings, so that you begin to deceive yourself into feeling, well, yeah, I'm only just down here. It's in the glory of the revelation of his knowledge that he activates faith. You see, he's actually given us faith. It all flows from him. Every good and perfect gift comes down from the Father of light. And in his light, we see light. Yet if we, if we stop looking there, then we, it's like trying to find your way in the dark don't see all the goodies that have been laid up for you. When you're stumbling around in the dark, you might survive, but God wants to continually be reminding you. Hallelujah. Here, I've given you everything pertaining to life and godliness. And if you slip up and you are not kind, you are you are cranky and you're rude or you're judgmental, God doesn't put you in the corner and say, you rotten person, I've done so much for you and that's how you behave. Look, you're disqualified for a little while. Go and think about what you've done. But we put ourselves in the naughty corner. We say, go over there, think about what you've done, you wicked person. And God's said, going, you're kind. Ah! He's unrelenting because he knows the only way for you to be free is when you see the light. Hallelujah. When he says, I want to show you who I am. Hallelujah. So you can see who you are. Let me keep reading. (laughs) By which you've been given to us, has been given to us exceedingly great and precious promises, that through these you may be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that's in the world through lust, but also for this very reason, giving all diligence, add to your faith virtue to virtue, knowledge, to knowledge, self-control, to self-control, perseverance, to perseverance, godliness, to godliness, brotherly kindness, to brotherly kindness, love. For if these things are yours and abound, you'll neither be barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. For he who lacks these things is short-sighted even to blindness and has forgotten that he was cleansed from his old sins. Peter's saying here the same same thing as James. He's saying, if you are not demonstrating all these virtues, he says, if you're not demonstrating the very character and nature of God, if you are not manifesting the glorious, godly character that I have, it's not because you're a bad person and you really should try harder. He doesn't say, if you're not demonstrating and manifesting these virtues if you're not being like Christ in your everyday life you should be ashamed of yourself and really try harder he says if you are not manifesting the virtues of God the character and the nature of God it's because you've forgotten that you've been purified from your former sins If you're not manifesting who Christ is, he doesn't come with condemnation and say, pathetic, work harder. He says, if you're not manifesting Jesus, if you're not manifesting the kindness, the grace of God, the beauty of God, the faith, the honor, the character, the self-control, all the glorious nature and character of God. If you're not doing miracles, if you're not doing all of these things that Jesus does, it's not because you're not a strong enough Christian yet. It's not because of anything other than the fact that you've forgotten that you've been purified. You've been made a new creation in Christ. If you're not a doer of the word, it's because you are like a man who's looked in the mirror and forgotten what you look like. If you are not manifesting the virtues of God, it's because you've forgotten that you've been made clean. And so God is looking to draw you day by day, day by day to look at you and say, I want to I want to give you knowledge of who I am. I want to educate you in the spirit about what I've actually given you. I've given you everything pertaining to life and godliness. Now, I want you to give... All your attention, with all diligence, I want you to lay hold of this and recognize this is what you've got now, Hallelujah! I want you to diligently seek after me, the knowledge of who I am, so that you can have the fullness of who I am. His desire is that you would so go after Him who is love. You can look at this again in Ephesians chapter three. He says that as we come to the revelation of the no, the the knowledge of his great love that passes knowledge, his desire is that we would so grasp a hold of that so that we would be filled with all the fullness of God. It's in basking and receiving this unfair love that is so glorious that will unlock the glorious fullness of the character of God in our lives. Hallelujah. The, The character and the power of God. Now, I hear people talk about you know praying that, that God won't let you go higher, than your character will sustain you. And that's a, that's a, a good statement. That's a, a, a good prayer. But the truth is that as you, as you go after him and say, God, I, want, I seek to know you because I want your character, your fruit manifested in my life. It's in that place that you become so secure in faith because you recognize there really is no condemnation for me. God is not looking at me and disqualifying me because I'm not there yet. He is continually speaking this truth to me. And that the very character and nature of God is to give. And he will give miracles, power, power. Hallelujah. He will give kind words. He'll give glorious redemption and love and power and prophetic wisdom, prophetic utterance. He'll give words of knowledge. It's all there. Everything pertaining to life and godliness comes through the knowledge of him. The Holy Spirit is so wanting to stir our hearts. Because I believe that this Jesus who is manifested in the flesh and walked the earth who now lives and looks at you and says I love you I've forgiven you here I am this Jesus is so tangibly coming to make himself known in this hour I sense that there is truly is a fresh anointing to know Christ hallelujah I believe that's what the prophetic words tonight were were about which made me excited because I knew what the Lord was speaking but I believe that if you will give yourself to going after the knowledge of who he is if you'll give yourself to seeking his face you see this is where the joy of of Yes, hungering and thirsting comes. It's no longer are we seeking him, fasting and praying in order to get him to do something. But there's actually such a desire is that I just want to fast and pray just because I just want to know you. I just want to know you. This hunger and this desire that God's putting in people's hearts is something that we must yield to. Because if you will go with it, you step into a whole new realm. Where regardless of how you're feeling or what's going on, you begin to recognize I have power to manifest the very nature of Jesus. That the next person that I meet is going to be impacted with the eyes of God looking at them. That my words are going to resonate in their souls like the words of God. They are going to be so powerful in their unfairly, kind love that is going to radically impact and change their lives. You know, two words from God undid me. God says, now as I am, so are you in this world. God doesn't want us to be wasting a single opportunity. He wants every word that comes out of our mouth to be the character of who he is. He's given us power not to react and be offended. Isn't that good? Praise God. I, I rejoice about that in my own life because you know I used to be somebody that would be very reactive, very easily offended. And I'm seeing more and more that God is giving me power to walk in peace. Oh, it's powerful. I have the glorious privilege of being able to partake of the peace of God. and the things that used to cause me to react are now, like hitting a force field. It's like it doesn't mean that I'm always you know always behaving exactly as Christ is, but the glorious good news is that he is always coming and helping me, re-educating me, renewing my mind, saying, actually, this is who you are. Hallelujah. This is the truth. He's continually wanting to remind me so that when I begin to forget or I get, you know, my eyes off the light of the, the glory of his face, he's there to say, I am your glory and the lifter of your head because I want to lift up your head to see my face. Father, I just ask, Lord, that you'd grab a hold of each face here tonight, Lord. Lord, that you'd reveal to them that you are their glory, that you've made them glorious. And Lord, that you are here and that you are lifting their faces. God, I thank you for the new and expanded revelation in the knowledge of you, God. We say thank you for your grace. We say thank you for your mercy and we ask for more God. We ask Holy Spirit that you would so enlighten our hearts that you would give us a hunger to to search you out in your word. That you give us a hunger to search you out. To separate ourselves and walk with you and talk with you. Lord to seek to know you. God, I I ask and I declare, Lord, that you are sovereignly drawing your people after yourself, God, that you are sovereignly awakening hearts with a fresh hunger and a desire to know you, Jesus. Father, I say thank you.